Hey, I'm Sean. Hi, and I'm Shannon. And we're the host of Wifey and Baby Mama. Happy Thursday, family. As always, we're excited to be with you guys another week. And we're going to get right into this. Um, this week's episode is titled, You Can't Reign Without Responsibility. Oh, yeah. Y'all better buckle mm. up for this one. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Buckle up. <laughs> so on our premiere episode last week, uh, we discussed leading a submission. And it was, for the most part, geared for married couples. Being, you know, because we, like we just mentioned, leading and submission doesn't apply at the dating stage, right? Well, reigning without responsibility kind of does. It definitely does. It certainly mm-hmm. applies in marriages as well. But as we've stated, dating that is geared toward marriage should be where we work out all the values, the likes, the dislikes, the finances, mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff. Now, we're fully aware everyone is not dating to marry. So I mean, some are just having fun. Some are just expanding their social circle. Um, some are just, you know, getting to know different people, whatever. We get it. However, after a certain age or just whenever two people decide, hey, I'm ready to take the next step, Mm -hmm. then here's where tonight's topic will hopefully come in handy. So and if we date properly, you know, those points that we shared, I'm sorry, these points that we share tonight and those points that we share in our previous episodes shouldn't be something that spills over into a marriage. But we know sometimes like Janet and myself, we're not all together. (laughs) You know, (laughs) when we take those Uh vows, we got to work double. To get our partners to understand and first even understand each other and understand things like a man ought to know. So during tonight's dialogue, like I said, hopefully we can touch on a few things to help you guys out, especially if kids are involved. Because not only are the two partners men in your lives, those babies will be adjusted to something new as well. Right, exactly. So when you come into um on the dating scene, if you're dating with intention, you know what you want. He knows what he wants. You have to be honest about what your what you think your marriage is going to be about. And I know a lot of people when when you're dating, you want to, I guess, put your representative out there or your best foot forward and you're not really speaking your mind. And then you get in these marriages and you realize, wait a minute, why am I carrying all the load? That's because you didn't discuss these things beforehand. In the first so place. there's a exactly. So you have to be real when you're dating um, with intention. If you know what you want, don't act like you don't, <laughs> and be honest. It, it. So what if he's like, Nah, I'm turned off by her because she's saying she wants this, that, or whatever. That doesn't make you a gold digger. Let's not get it um, twisted with that because some people say, oh, you're look, just looking for some was looking for someone with money. No, you're looking for someone that you can build with. And if you're the only builder, you're the only one laying the bricks. <laughs> you need to know that I before you walk down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Now, the first uh, that's a good perspective. And the first thing I want to say, um, Shannon, is, is kind of opposite to what you said. We don't want it to be a financial ego angle on the man's behalf either. You know, when a new oh, man right. comes into a woman's right. life, you know, and he makes a significant amount of money and it's clear he'll be the primary breadwinner or financier of the home. That doesn't qualify him to make all the calls and, you know, to make all the rules and run things with an iron fist. You know, money doesn't mean you're mm-hmm. in charge solely. Decisions and right. choices still should be a mutual act no matter how the money's looking, you know, mm-hmm. because the, that woman is already accustomed to her own way of doing things. 
before you met. And if children are involved, you know, they're in that mom and those kids will have an order or an understanding. So it doesn't matter if you're the man or, or what your bank account right. looks like. You have the responsibility to still sit down with your partner and come to a common conclusion of how a house will be ran. You know, your finances exclusively it doesn't give you a right to exclude feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I know so many women, um, you know, I, I work in technology and so many uh, people I work with are, you know, well off women, um, single women. And they're looking for that man that, you know, um, makes more than they do. I've heard it so many times from, uh, you know, friends of mine who single friends of mine who are looking for that special someone but they refuse to go with someone who makes less than they do. <laughs> and my thing is, is as long as that that man is working, if he's a, if he is, you know, his his nose is to the grindstone. He ain't sitting around waiting on you to support him. You know, partner with him. You know, if his heart is pure, you re- you recognize that this is a good man, regardless of if his paycheck you know, comes nowhere near yours. It's okay. That's not what we're saying tonight. We're not, we're not saying you got to go find someone that can outdo you. Make sure that you're looking at someone's heart and their intent and their, their integrity and everything that comes along with someone that, you know, may have a job that makes a hundred thousand dollars less than you. So what? He's working every day. He's putting in what he can put in um, and not, you know, disregard those individuals. Cause I hear that so much and it's disheartening to me because it's, I'm thinking about these women that are out here refusing um, to settle or not settle or, or accept a good man because their their goal is whatever their goal is. Hey, I want, you know, the 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 Mr. Big scenario from, you know, Sex in the City. I don't know if everyone knows that reference, but you yeah. you're wanting that 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 you know, mega whatever when you can build that. You can take I whatever think, uh, he's doing and what you're doing okay. and make something out of it. Yeah, I think a more modern reference than Mr. Big, that was back in our day. Um, now, uh, it's um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, <laughs> okay. Christian Grey? They think yes, the girl's looking yes. for a Christian Grey, you know, just somebody can drop the dollars <laughs> off. And But look how he, he wanted women to be, like, basically slaves, sex slaves. Slaves. Too. But mm-hmm. what you're saying reminds me of a point of the movie, um, Daddy's Little Girl. I don't know if I, we've talked about that on this show. I don't know if you ever saw it. I know I think we did a fictional family. I did, but... The, he was yeah, um, Idris Elba. He was a, um, remember, he was mm-hmm. a mechanic. And, you know, yeah, he just had yeah. three daughters. The mother really didn't want him. The grandmother was raising him. Then she passed. So he was, you know, forced to, not forced, but it it came back to him. He wasn't ready to be a single father, but he had to be. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. we got to just stand up, right? And, right. you know, he met Gabrielle Union. And she was this corporate big time attorney, you know, and she made well into the six figures. And her friends were setting up on all these blind dates. Like, just just try this and try that one. So he was like taking a second job (laughs) to support his kids and he met her and she took it on his case. And, you know, they became, you know, I fell in love and then her friends ridiculed her. Now they were setting her up to go on blind dates where it was potential to run into a serial killer. 
but it wasn't okay to <laughs> to date, you know, a regular everyday mechanic mm-hmm. with three kids because mm-hmm. he just wasn't up to their standards. But thank God in the end, she did the right thing and made me proud, you know, and they got together <laughs> and it was all love and hunky-dory. But seriously, you can't let that stop you. That that can't be it. And But besides finances, you know, Shannon, I'll take it to another angle, uh, personal angle. In my case, it wasn't finances. But because my husband was coming back for the second time, we were getting back together. I was almost 40 with three kids and twice divorced. I had the finances figured mm-hmm. out. You know, it was all me. Mm-hmm. But once we started dating, his thing was, well, no matter if I did have the finances, if I was doing everything, I'm the man. So, you know, it's going to get done this way. You know, I, wait, hold up. Pump your brakes, sir. You know, you you haven't paid one mortgage payment, sir. You have not paid one right. light bill. You ain't right. filled my car up yet. Right. But, you know, you got rules. I'm going to need you to have self-receipts, boo. So mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know, we had to, we had to come to, a, the, you know, come to Jesus a couple of times. But now, Shannon, some of the stuff he was saying, <laughs> most of it was right most of the time. But as a single mom, sometimes I overcompensated for my kids, you know. Like, for instance, right. I worked an hour from home, right? And some days I would get off late and I didn't want to cook. Or some days I just didn't cook because you girl, you know, that's a challenge. I'm not that good. But anyways, (laughs) I would just get takeout. Now these little girls wouldn't pick one place. They would have me go to three different restaurants, Shannon. And out of guilt, because I worked so much. I know, right? Mm -hmm. I would do it. So Mm -hmm. my husband happened to be visiting me in Alabama one week before we were married again. And, you know, we get in the car and they started saying, I want this, I want that. And finally, I get to the oldest, and she wants KFC. But when we get to KFC, they don't have what she what she wants. So um, I said, could you just choose something else? You know, like, I'm really tired, and I've been to two other places. And she's like, no. So, girl, I start my car up, and Jimmy, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm just going to go somewhere else. I just I just don't have time for it. It's <laughs> like, no. Stop the car. So I put the car. No, I'm like, no, I said, it's fine. He's like, listen, stop the car. He said a little more firmly. I threw that car and parked so fast. He turned out, he said, listen, your mother is tired. You know, she's tired. And that's a little inconsiderate, mm-hmm. you know, what you guys are doing. And then he turned around and told all of them, this won't ever happen again. This is unfair to your mom. Wow. And I just sat there sobbing. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I knew he was right. But mm-hmm. I had never had the heart to say to them, like, like, seriously, right. guys, because like I said, I worked yeah. so much. I felt guilty. But I mm-hmm. also knew that they were going to feel like, don't let this dude fly down here for a week trying to tell us what to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, mind you, the oldest, our oldest daughter is his biological child. Right? Is he? and, he's, right. uh, uh, and, and, and he's always been very active with the other two. You know that from the book. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's yeah. not like he's just some strange guy. But I knew mm-hmm. everybody was going to have an attitude. And as soon as he left, it was like, girl. Now, he wasn't contributing financially. You know, we had not discussed that at the time. We were just like really dating. But right. in that moment, it was just common sense and it needed to be said. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whether he was paying yeah. bills or not, that was something. And because I, you know, I, I was into church and I was like, you know, he's right. And so sometimes mm-hmm. we can't mix the two. It doesn't matter if he's paying a bill or not. Like right is right. And if that person, you know, loves right. you, they're going to defend you. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. just a different angle. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had to put on that <laughs> now. Right. Yeah. And there comes a time, too, you know, in um, marriage or in just life in general, if there's a situation that arises where you can't work. He can't work or you can't work. Mm-hmm. Somebody isn't able. 
you know, then of right. course that's where your vows kick in for better, for worse, or whatever, rich that's or poor, right. that's right. sickness and health. And then Absolutely. you step in. But if you're both able-bodied people and you've gone into it with intention mm-hmm. and having the discussion, you know, this is how I see finance. And a lot of young people can't have those hard conversations because they are hard That's to right. have, you they know, um, like even asking someone, what's your credit score? Um, right. But I got married late in life. So me and my husband, we had these discussions, you know, before going in um, because we were old. So I think that made right. it a lot easier, <laughs> too. <laughs> But it's for the like, most part, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not uh, conducive. It's not really a, a natural thing to get married at 50, you right. know, we date for yeah, a little yeah, while yeah. in our early twenties is, you know, that's really what we're shooting for. Yes, but in my case, you yes, know, yes. I've had three, I've had three marriages before 50. So everything ain't convenient, you know, everything <laughs> right, is not, right, you know, everything right. is not book by book and, and word by word, but I get mm. what you're saying, you know. It's, it's hard yeah. conversations. But now you said if someone's hurt and they can't work, but let's do the flip side of that or, or someone is just choosing not to do so. Once he and I decided to get Ooh. married, I moved back to Buffalo. Now he's in home with me. Right. And he's considered my mm-hmm. other half. Right. So he's mm-hmm. passing out rules and, and laying down laws like it ain't nobody. Business. <laughs> the only problem at that time was you staying out all night. On your motorcycle at four or five in the morning, you know, <laughs> you ain't coming to church with the family. You living your best life, right? Mm. Well, I'm pretty much taking care of all the major yeah. things yeah. that a man ought to know, yeah. you know, right. that he should be doing. So how do you mm-hmm. think that went? Okay. These girls were young adults at this point. Mm-hmm. You can't demand order and want to reign as the king of the palace when you're out of line. Now, don't miss me. Right. Children should never be disrespectful or disobedient, no matter what's going on. But mm-hmm. they were all like meaning he on one side now on the other side looking at me like he like oh you letting them say this and they like oh he can't tell us what to do he just came home what what the hell he mean we gotta go to bed 11 <laughs> he he don't come home to five in the morning mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in these heated moments you know shannon they're both looking at me he's like oh you gonna let him disrespect me and they're looking at me like you letting this dude tell us what he ain't even doing right so it just kept me in a constant <laughs> tug of war right with him and the kids yeah. because you yeah you can bleed. Age is not going for anything, and they shouldn't. I mean, right. them being children don't mean they don't have a right to say, "Hey, mom, we feel this is wrong or unfair," you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because they have mm-hmm. eyes and they have ears, and just like that partner loves you, those kids love you too. And any mm-hmm. kids who have close connections with their parents, especially in a single parent home, they don't play that. Now, when you're exactly. all they have, they feel like if mama got beef, we got beef. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, when you're blending these families and when you, you know, when you want to have responsibility, when you want to reign with it, it got to all, it gotta all come together, be in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember when, um, you know, me and my husband first started dating, you know, my son, um, mm-hmm. he was a little apprehensive and he's like, oh, he's just with you for the money. And he was calling Buffalo, telling all these different stories about him and oh he's with my mom for her money <laughs> and being a boy I know you had it rough oh my gosh oh my. Well, I had know, daughters it, at least so, at the time yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah you know Jay is very very overprotective of me um but he never got in the way of uh dating you know he always wanted me to be with someone with someone but he just wanted to be sure to, you were being treated right. 
Exactly, exactly. So he had to see, you know, and, and over the years, of course, I've been married five years, but with Will for seven. So he's seen for the last seven years how this man works. He's up at 3.30 every morning and he's a truck driver, you know. So he is on the road. Sometimes he doesn't get home till seven, eight o'clock at night, but he is home every day and he calls me 50 times a day. And so it took my son seeing that and realizing, yeah, my mother might make a little bit more money, just a little bit, you know, but he treats, um, but he treats her right. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a, a, a mutual respect there, um, between the two of them now. Um, but I'm sure he wasn't the only one that thought that. I'm sure other family right. members thought the same, but they weren't ever going to say anything to me. My son, of right. course, would because he is my right. son, um, mm-hmm. but no one else would. And I think about, um, uh, you know, a friend of mine, I'm not going to call any names, <laughs> who was married, been married for many, many years, 30 plus years, two children, and her husband never worked. Never, ever, ever, ever. (laughs) And she's a VP and, you know, uh, high up in corporate America makes, you know, probably three to four hundred thousand a year. And whenever we would be in social situations and he'd have to meet new people, the first thing out of his mouth was I don't work. You know, he put that out there right away because, you know, they're going to say, hey, what do you do? And so he put it out there and he bragged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She takes care of me. I'm a house husband, blah, 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 blah. And that worked for them for whatever reason. It worked for them. So if that was their mutual agreement before they got married, that's their business. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So if that's what you want, I don't see very many people wanting that. And they're the only couple that I've met so far that are like that. Um, Because they're they're You know, it's not like he was a house husband. Um, You know, because, well, at this point, the kids were, you know, almost going to college because they've been married so long. So it's like, okay, now you can get a job, you know, or whatever. But no, still to this day, it's like, no, he's never worked. But in saying that, the balance is off because um, just like we talked about last week, you know, you can have those women that are so dominant and they run everything and that's their house. She is the boss. Everything is her way, done how she wants it because she holds the purse strings, you know. So when you think about finances, it's not just about the come up or the gold digger or the what what you're gonna get. It's about balance. And absolutely, you know, and you know, the man is supposed to be the provider. And if he can't provide, you know, totally, if it's the two of you putting your money into the pot, which is what me and my husband do. We don't we don't have separate anything. Everything just goes into one pot and we pull from the same pot, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. That don't always work for people either. You know, I have friends where they have separate accounts and then one joint account or whatever. Whatever works for you. All I'm saying is if there is only one pot and only one person putting into the pot, then that one person, like my coworker, (laughs) she's in control. And to me. And like you said, that throws off balance. balance. Mm -hmm. Yep. It throws off balance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, if that works for them, you know, 
it works for them. If, if your kids say if you had five kids when you met Will and and they say we ain't listening, you said my kids don't got to listen because I make the most money. <laughs> that works for y'all. That works for y'all. But but in mm. my situation, you know, I had to pray and use wisdom, you know, that God turned right. around because, baby, right. it got live in my house a few times. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when children are of age, although we are the parents, mm-hmm. you got to still be mindful mm-hmm. of what you say and do. Around right. Them, you know, so. Right. Over the years, we just learned, you know, from some and with from some great counselors that we've had around us, especially this last marriage. And it's advice we feel compelled to give all the time. Just address things and leave and lead with love, you know. So mm-hmm. I pray constantly to bring order. And that's what blended families, you know, especially general families are hard. Right. But blended right. families, the enemy yes. despises family at all. But especially the ones Mm -hmm. that are covered by leading and serving, you know, and blended families, Mm -hmm. like I said, you add another layer. So you're Mm -hmm. not just fighting physical things and personality. It's also spirit. It's a spirit of divide and and destruction because it has that you're not my daddy, you're not my mama. So that Mm -hmm. takes extra prayer, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to definitely make sure you're reigning with responsibility when you're trying to run a household in that way. And and it can work. It can be done. I'm Mm -hmm. a living witness, you know. Mm -hmm. So, hey, whatever floats your boats. But we're just telling you, uh, how we're just tr- not telling you. We're just trying to put out what order worked in our house and the orders we've seen in other people and other scenarios. Hey, what works, what don't, but whatever floats your boat. But I know mm-hmm. one thing: prayer works for me. Order works for me, Shannon. Yeah, yeah. I know, nobody yeah. else. Do yeah. You have any parting words on this topic? <laughs> well, I got one more scenario I want to um, mm-hmm. just touch on too. So there okay. is a um, another. Uh, friend, <laughs> you know, I wish I could call names. I wish they were actually here, guests on the show. But right. anyway, they're married for a long time. They were married for, I don't know, 15 plus years. And the husband felt a calling to do something to where he would leave his corporate job. Uh-huh. And they prayed about it and said, oh, okay, um, this is what we're going to do because he needs to be full-time in ministry, even though there's no money in that right now. And I remember speaking to her and telling her, you know, that's all well and good. I I know you're saying God is is telling you to go this route, but I can tell you right now, (laughs) I can tell you now, when he's not working, you're going to see him differently. You're going to look at him differently. And her response was, no, I won't. No, I won't. That's my husband. I love him. Blah, 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 blah. And so. They went on through it after she said, yeah, we prayed enough about this. Let's just do this. And they did it. And he would come home from his ministry work. And while she's working, you know, being the sole breadwinner, and eventually it started to eat away at her because he'd come home with all these wonderful stories about how he laughed (laughs) it up with this person. (laughs) Yeah, I ministered this. We had a good old time today or whatever. And, you know, something started to creep into her spirit. And within, I don't know, less than a year, they were signing divorce papers. No way. I don't know if that would. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the full reason why. But of, of course, I'm sure there was other things there that we on the outside looking in don't know about. But she did start to look at him differently, exactly as I said, because no one wants a man, even if he's out here doing great works, <laughs> even if he's out here saving souls or whatever he's doing, 
if you let me those, tell you when god calls you though week, shannon mm-hmm. yeah when yeah. god calls you though he equips when god calls you he provides so you right. know, I, i'm not saying he wasn't called or not but i'm just saying if god would have really put that in heart <laughs> he would have made financial provisions that, that that family didn't even feel it mm-hmm. i've seen it happen I'm not mm-hmm. saying he wasn't called. I don't know the people. You know, I'm just yeah. just yeah. getting off your story. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe that's something she was like, hold on, somebody done lied to me. I don't know what Drew. Maybe he just tried to get out of work. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what conclusion girlfriend came to, but I know and I also know of story you hear about T D Jakes and, and people who started their own ministry that have storefronts that starve, that they gas off, they lights off, but they doing it. Oh, they doing right, it. And, right. and look at them now. You know, so yeah. you gotta also have yeah. that solid foundation. Because baby yeah. Sarita be up in every show, baby, with her, with her stuff on, okay? So they still together. Yeah. <laughs> but you hear him tell those stories. So I just, you know, you just never know. Like you said, when you're actually not there, you don't know what the root cause is. But Right, right. I don't know. Did you have anything else to say? Because I'm saying, like, I, I hope we've made it clear. That's a prime example yes. to wrap up with of why it can't work. You know, mm-hmm. raining without responsibility <laughs> will never work because you got to be able to still carry your load. But, you know, if you're willing to change, you know, things about yourselves or things can't find their way because you gave your example. Then I just told you about T.D. Jakes and Sarita. I hear him say Mm -hmm. all the time, how his lights is off. He Mm -hmm. can tell his kid they had no food, but God made a way, you know. So you can't get on a smooth course, family. You can't find your way, but, you know, by staying respectful, you know, leading in love. But, man, it's Mm -hmm. imperative to remember it's impossible to want to peacefully reign, you know, in a situation Mm -hmm. without doing the simple things a man ought to know. When it comes to running a family and home. Right. Yeah, so. All right. Awesome. So girl, let's move into our audience invite. Our audience invite. All right. We start this segment, of course, with giving the name of our last week's songs before um, we go into anything else and invite you guys to, to hit us up. And unfortunately, no one guessed it for the win for last week. So I'll go ahead and give it to you. The title was On the Daily. And the artist yes. is none other than the most lit young man of this era, <laughs> Mr. Carrington Gaines, who's also our nephew. But Our nephew. You know, now, love you. I'm not, love you, P. I'm not kidding when I tell you, though, little boy lit, y'all. He's lit. He's a, he's a grown man yes, with a wife and, and a baby, but he's still, a little, he's still my little baby. And not just because he's family, you know, he really has some right. hits on his hands. So uh, he mm-hmm. just received an award um, at the BMIs a few months ago for a song he wrote mm-hmm. for Maverick City. I think it was Promises, Shannon. Am I right? I think it was Promises. So. Don't quote me, yo. But yeah, he just received the <laughs> BMI, you know, so get what our nephew, you know, like some of the other greats. He was among some of the greats at the BMI. So since yeah. we're his aunties, we're going to run a little of this song on the daily. Which applies yes. to last week's episode, in a sense, that temptation will rise on the daily. But on if you lead daily. and submit into the work, you get through it. Yeah, Shannon, let's hear. Let's spend a little bit of it. Here's before. some a little bit of Carrington Gang. Carrington Gang. <laughs> on the daily, I face so many adversities. No matter what I do, they judge me. On the daily. Temptation finds me on the daily, yeah, yeah. I can lie, I can lie, I can lie. Sometimes I wanna give in to that life. On the daily, I'm faced with so many things on a daily. Hey, I could listen to a whole song, y'all. Had me up yes. here rocking. 
Ja, no. <laughs> All right. So there you have it, Shannon. I, I mean, we only got 30 minutes, y'all, so we got to go. But yeah. I would like for you all to go listen to it. That's my joint. <laughs> but yeah. y'all know the rules. You got to listen to it on your own. And while you're at it, feel free to listen to the rest of Carrington's. Um, Carrington Gaines is his name on all platforms. You know, the young man got some pipes. Y'all look out for him. He's on the rise. Yes, he does. And I also hope you were looking out and listening tonight to the lines I dropped repeatedly during our episode. So if you were, <laughs> and you can send us the title or artist of tonight's melody, not the song we just played. I said the lines throughout tonight's episode. So that's how it's going to work. I'll give you it. So you got till next Thursday to hit us up at <laughs> wifeyandbabymama at gmail.com. That's wifeyandbabymama at gmail.com. Hit us up with the line I dropped tonight. If you can figure out the artist or the song, we'll take either one. And you also feel free to leave any suggestions, comments, complaints, <laughs> praises. We take it all, baby. We're here for it all. <laughs> That's all right, right, baby mama. Right. You can take us to the fictional family, girlfriend. You got it. Okay. Go. The fictional family I'm feeling tonight comes from another old show, Married with Children. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Bundys this time. I'm talking about the Darcys. <laughs> so, when Marcy married Jefferson and um, um, they got drunk and got married. They didn't even know who each, who each other, who they were, whatever. And then she's over the next day talking to Peg and, and her new husband's on the couch with Al and they're talking. So she's in the kitchen and she's telling Peg, she's like, I don't even know who, who, who I married. I don't even know who my husband is. And Peg's like, who cares? <laughs> Why do you need to know? It's best not to know who they are. You have a better marriage if you don't know who they are. <laughs> you know, look at him. He's gorgeous. He's fine. He's hot. He's this and that or whatever. Um, you know, why would you want to get to know him? And all the wrong um, advice, by the way. Uh, all the wrong advice. <laughs> like, yeah, based off of looks, that's all you need are looks. And how many of us have done that? Gotten with someone just right. off of looks. Um, but, um, uh, so she's, uh, uh, Darcy says, I'm sorry, Marcy says, (laughs) um, to Peg, well, I don't even know what, who I am or whatever. And she turns to him, she says, what's your last name? And he says, Darcy, which is what I just slipped and said. And she says, Marcy, (laughs) Darcy. (laughs) Now I sound like a cartoon character. And so her new husband comes up and he's asking her, he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She says, well, besides the fact that I sound like a, uh, my name now is a cartoon character name. She says, we got married and I don't even remember it because they were so drunk. And he says, Mm -hmm. what? Okay. Then how about we have the best wedding we can afford? He immediately says we. They've been married one day. Let's (laughs) have the best wedding we can afford so that you can have the memorable day that you want. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. She says, okay, I have $2,000 in savings. And he says, oh, that's great. And he pulls out his wallet. He opens his wallet and he says, okay, that makes (laughs) $2,040. So 
not only did she not know who she married, you know, she married this fine, hot looking dude, but he has $40 and he's willing to take her 2000 to give her the day that she wanted. <laughs> what does she ever have? <laughs> so she could, you know, fund the, you know, the best wedding or whatever to, to, <laughs> to show, um, you know, something for her to remember. My whole point is, know who you're marrying have those tough conversations so you're not marrying someone with forty dollars unless you want to marry someone with forty dollars you would have known going in forty dollars get you one night these days (laughs) ain't gonna get you no marriage but go ahead i'm (laughs) right right but if you're like some people where that's you just you want that you want that hot guy, you want that guy, he looks good and whatever, and you'll take him and give him your two thousand and you know, let him keep his forty dollars or whatever. So <laughs> anyway. So depends on what you want. <laughs> depends on what you want. But, so but, but that, that ain't it for is, most of us. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you want to, you know, build something, not saying everyone has to be that power couple or whatever, but I would hope that you would not want to be in a situation where you're in survival mode all the time. Let's, let's think about success versus survival. And I've said it. Responsibility. If we want to win, that's all we're saying. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. So that is the fictional family. (laughs) Right. Great fiction of family, family girl. Ah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that is the end of our um, topic tonight. And we thank you all for joining. And we look forward yes. to next week. Until next week. <laughs> Love you all. Uh-huh. Bye.